This episode of Bringing the Backups is brought to you by Season 2 of Bringing the Backups, premiering on October 12th. Comedian Eric Helwig is an incorrigible contrarian that effortlessly shifts from self-reflection to self-sabotage as he talks about his week and backup quarterbacks. Nostalgia, comedy, and football abound in this delightful show. If you like Season 1 of Bringing the Backups, you'll love Season 2 of Bringing the Backups because it's the same show. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or whatever app you hit play on 37 seconds ago when you started listening to Bringing the Backups. And of course, visit erichelwig.com to check out the merch store for Bringing the Backups, Eric's stand-up shows, or anything else related to the podcast Bringing the Backups. Bringing the Backups. When you're here, you're family. What's this? I've been sued by the Olive Garden? That was quick. Uh, I have celiac disease. I can't eat the breadsticks anyway. Oh, what is up? Welcome to Bring in the Backups. I am your host, Eric Helwig. Oh, shit. The show still exists. Huh? You counted me out, didn't you? But like Rocky, I got my ass kicked in the first one. Season being, that is. And now I'm back for season two. About to kick the shit out of Apollo Creed. Let's do this. Oh, I'm stoked to be here, guys. On today's podcast, we're talking Tyler Thigpen. He was wronged. He was legit wrong. You know, a lot of times I say that a quarterback never got a shot, but I do feel like Thigpen got fucked. And so we will talk about that. Dropping in on the show, we've got Liz Galalis. Follow her on Instagram, at Liz Galalis. And also, my buddy Alex Getlin drops in. You can follow him, at Alex Getlin. The music you're listening to right now. You like this, huh? Little NFL Blitz-type music? Yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm digging it. Thank that. Thank that. Thank you to my buddy Lucas Hazlitt. Follow him on Instagram, at Lucas Zachary Hazlitt. And how about this? We're going to get the show started right now with some intro song that a guy I know wrote. How about that? I'm very excited to say this next line. No, seriously, I got a band from Richmond to make a song for the show. So I feel like it gives it a little more character to have like a real band playing something coming in. So from now on, when the show starts, you're going to see me say this. Yamis, take it away. Grab your gear and lace it up. Helmets on and cup your nuts. It's that time you know what's up. Here we go. Bring in the backup. Bring in the backups. Bring in the backups. Yeah. Bring in the backups. Helmets on and cup your nuts. Don't think twice. Bring in the backups. Welcome into bringing the backups. Thank you, Yamis. Look at that. And I feel a little bad because they wrote me like a 13-minute like Bohemian Rhapsody for my intro song. I was like, yeah, give me something to choose from. They wrote like a five-minute song. I cut it into 28 seconds. Maybe, I don't know, maybe at the end of the podcast I'll throw it on for posterity. So if you, if you want to hear more of the Yamis, hang on uh, for the end of the podcast. Or I should probably send you to their Spotify, right? Yeah, don't go listen to their their real music. Uh, the Yamis, you spell that the. You guys know how to spell the T H E, and then Yamis Y A H M I apostrophe S. Find them on Spotify. 
Like you're like running backwards and vile. Those are my two favorite songs. Great band. Anyway, who gives a shit about the Yamis? Welcome back to Bringing the Backups. Season two. They said I was gone. Huh? Didn't you? When I said last August, what was that? August 2nd, August 3rd, some uh, first week in August. I was like, I'm coming back. You guys were like, fat fucking chance. This dude's done. See ya, see ya in hell, bringing the backups. I know that's what you assholes were thinking, but you know what? I came back out of spite, and I'm going to make the show even better as a fuck you to all my fans. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. This is it's so cool to be back, to have the show going. You know, creatively, it's it's become very important to me to have this outlet, you know, to yell at people who don't know me. And thank them, you know, thanks for, in a way, my anger towards you as an audience. Well, did you hear that noise? Oh, I feel, I sounded like a fucking raptor taking a piss. That was weird. I don't, maybe you didn't hear it. I don't know if the mics picked it up. I don't know if the mics are good enough to pick it up. I don't have top quality mics up in this bitch. I haven't talked to you guys in two months. It's been two whole months. So much has happened, you know? I'm gay. <laughs> no, no. I, uh, I left my old job for a new job. That was nice. I traveled. I did comedy festival. Oh, there was just so much. I mean, where do we start? Where do we start? Like, like a, you know, that's the best thing about, you know, you guys are like a good friend. You know, we, we see each other. It's been a while, and it's like no time passed at all, right? What have you guys been up to? Well, this conversation sucks. You're not even here. So I'm not going to have this. I don't give a fuck with you. Well, what do we what, yell? Scream back at me in your car. I've been taking care of my kids. A lot of you have kids. In the interactions of, of, uh, I've had with a lot of my fans, a lot of you, oh my God, look at that. You know, you guys can't see this, <laughs> obviously. You know, you guys can't see the thing I'm looking at as I record this, but it's so windy out here in LA. I'm looking at some palm trees that look like they're about to snap off and kill someone. Wow, that's nuts. That's going to be distracting as shit as I watch. I might die during this podcast. It's very windy out here. Are there, are there ever been a, has there ever been a tornado in LA? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe, maybe in that, like that shitty show, 911. Isn't there like, no, but that's not in LA. But you know, like that, you know that show that gets advertised where there's like a natural disaster, like every episode where they're just like, they're like running out of ways to kill people in cities. In that show, there's probably been tornadoes in Los Angeles, but I, I don't know about this. That looks, that looks wild outside. Anyway. Is there a tornado where you live? If you're in the middle of the country, the answer to that question is always yes. I left my job. I was I was selling a for a couple years. There, did you hear me make it again? Uh, I made like a little weird squeak noise. Did you guys hear it? I hear it. Anyway, I uh, I left my job. I was uh, selling discount theater tickets, as you guys know. And uh, I guess I won't shit on the job I left. I mean, I won't name it. I won't name the job I left. Although it's also very possible I named it a dozen times in season one. I just don't remember. But I'm assuming the same way that I'm too lazy to go back and edit my podcast to get clips to post online. You're too lazy to go back and listen to see if I've named the place I used to work. But I left the place I used to work. And also, if you really want to 
find Broadway shows in L.A.? I guess you could find out. But yeah, that job was uh, time to go. Giddy up and go. Hadn't been there for 18 months. I'll, I'll tell you guys this. I'll tell you guys this. I walked in from 18 months of not being able to work. And uh, the guy that runs the whole thing is standing there with a stack of coupons, like 200 coupons in his hand, like, you know, like it's toilet paper. And he hands me a coupon. He goes, hey, man, if you go across the street and spend 25 bucks at the new music store, that's five bucks off. Good to have you back. I I literally almost shit in my hand and threw it at him. I was like, that's, I got to get out of (laughs) here. I got to get a real job. So I did. Now I have a real job, and it's uh, taking up all my time and energy, and I don't know if I made the right choice, but whatever. I made the right choice. It's just hard. You know, it's like with creativity, it's you got to protect your time to make shit. And when you get a full-time job, which is what I have now, it's remote. It's a sales job. I can work from home, but it's full-time. And I got to learn stuff. You know, I'm like, when can I make my podcast? I, when can I? When can I... It's so funny. Like, the earning potential of this new job is, like, eight times my last job. But I'm like, when can I do my free podcast that makes zero money, that costs me money to do? But what can I say? I have the heart. I have the heart of a a creator. A creator. Yeah, so I left the job. I uh, did the Burbank Comedy Festival. I've done that four years in a row now. It's a great festival. One best of fest there. (laughs) Humble brag. No, it was great. Actually, it was a really fun festival. I, I don't know why, but I've everybody at festivals they like they 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 do their showcase set, which is smart. But for some reason, I've just been every festival I do, I go up and mess with the audience because it feels like somebody needs to talk to the audience like they're people. Like it, it can't just be thirteen comics in a row pretending like they're on you know fucking Colbert like doing their tight five. Someone has to make fun of the dude that just puked in the center. Like, someone has to say something. So I've been going to festivals and and crushing, but without doing my material. And that's obviously a mistake, and I I regret it. But anyway, whatever, whatever. I did well at Burbank because of that. Love flappers. I love flappers. A lot of spots. A lot of spots. Not a lot of time on stage, but a lot of spots. I'll take that. If you go to erichelwig.com, you can see, uh, you know, me posting flapper shows. And, uh, you know, feel free to not show up. Uh, then I went to New York. We went back east, the the wife and I. New York was one of the stops, did a bunch of shows there. Every, every time I go back to New York, it really is like, who will not be my friend when I ask to do their show time? <laughs> you know? Like, people I knew for, like, a decade <laughs> that have just gotten too big to put me on their show. But luckily, I kept a couple friends. New York, New York is great, man. It it really is uh, the city that never sleeps. The Big Apple, take a bite. Now that shit keeps going, man. It it took like it took five hours of being back in New York to see two homeless people fucking on Bowery Street to be like, I'm back. You know, I'm back. The city's coming back. You just got to see some wild homeless shit. And in L.A., like, the wild homeless shit here is, like, you know, a homeless person stabs you. It's not as fun. But 
New York homelessness, it's like, you know, somebody's like beatboxing on the subway car and then you give them a dollar and they're like more talented than you. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've, I've been to Mike's in New York where a homeless guy is crushed harder than me. <laughs> That's, everybody in New York is very funny. And uh, a lot of the comics in L.A. have uh, sets about a crazy audition they had that week. Anyway, New York was great. Saw some family. I, I just made a mistake going, like, planning the trip back. It was like a two-and-a-half-week trip. I made it a three-and-a-half-week trip and did the North Carolina Comedy Festival. And we, we tried to see everybody in our families, you know? And that was just a mistake. Because we're, like, we're literally in a new bed every night. Like, every two nights for two-and-a-half weeks. And then the third week, I was starting my new job. It was remote. I was in a North Carolina hotel room doing a comedy festival and, like, working this job. It was just, it was just crazy. It's been crazy. It's like, I can't do that. When I go home, I got to plant in one spot. I got to be like, if you want to see me, I will be at this location. You come to me. Otherwise, it's like going home is not even a vacation. You know, you got to protect. You know, I might talk to my therapist about this. I have to protect my own mental health when I go home. I'm also on a vacation. It's not everybody, like, if, if I tell people where I'm at and they don't come to see me, that means I did make the effort. I planned for them to have a chance. Right? <laughs> what if that's season two of Bringing the Backups is just me crying, coming to realizations? That'd be good. Do you guys still, do you guys still like the show? You remember, remember season one? That was crazy. I really feel like I promised that the show was going to be super different. And uh, I don't think it will be. I think it's going to be a lot of this still. Uh, you know, a lot of like, why is this guy catching us up on his life? I remember like sometimes I would listen to podcasts where it's like a not famous person talking. I'm just like, who, who, who would ever care? And now I have one of those. I have one of those. And I've made the centerpiece of my podcast to talk uh, to me as a guy who nobody knows to talk about other guys that people barely remember. So it's like, I've dub not only have I engaged in the behavior I used to find odd, I've doubled down on it. But I think, I don't know, I, I feel like we got some traction there. End of, uh, end of season one, things are going good. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to be back down. I'm sure five people will listen to this episode now that I've been gone for two months. Isn't that what happens? You take a break. It's not like your listenership goes up as people think you're dead. Actually, that's not true. Um, a lot of times, if you're great, you die, and people start to look at your work more often. That's why I haven't stopped watching Norm clips for the last three weeks. R.I.P. to one of the greats. Truly one of the greats. Man, I got so sad about that. Not a lot of people. Not a lot of people like Norm in the business, like actual badasses. Actual rebel mentalities in comedy. A lot of people have a rebel mentality in comedy when they're on a photo shoot wearing a leather jacket pretending to be tough and, like, not listen to the the man. Meanwhile, all their comedy is just this safe, milk toast horse shit. <laughs> but I'm telling you, Norm, Norm was... Uh, he stood alone, man. He was he was something else, and he fought for the integrity of the joke when a lot of people don't do that anymore. 
Uh, it just sucks. It sucks that he's gone. I never got a chance to see him live. Ugh, yeah, whatever. It sucks. And, uh, you know, if only he had lived a day longer. You know, it turns out all the woke dipshit comics that hated him were actually huge fans. You know, who would have known <laughs> that all these pussies <laughs> that would shit on anybody who fucking spoke their mind in comedy and dared to, like, walk close to the line were actually huge fans of the guy that did that, like, as his thing. Ah, oh, God. Whatever. The hacks live forever. The greats die young and the hacks live forever. With that optimistic note, you guys want to do a little bit of bit action, huh? I know you've been missing these bits. I seriously think this tree is going to snap off and impale me mid-podcast. This is insane. If anybody's listening, I'm recording this on Monday, October 11th at 6.30. These are my final words. My final words are going to be me screaming to a microphone about how excited people are to hear bits that they forgot about. But no, let's, uh, let's get into this. Let's, uh, let's get into our first bit. And then when we come back, Tyler Thigpen, people. Tyler Thigpen actually was not treated right. All right, and we're going to get into it. Okay, this guy had the skills. All right, we'll talk soon. Enjoy the bit. Bring in the Backups presents Deep Breath, a practice of mindfulness and meditation. And a deep breath in, and a deep breath out. Think of your breath like a shady canopy on a warm summer day. Retreat to it and surrender under it. Feel the safety and the comfort of the canopy. Feel it inside of you, the canopy. The feeling of being under that canopy. Feel the feeling inside you. Obviously, don't literally feel the canopy inside you. That would, you know what? This metaphor sucks. I haven't meditated in three months. Okay, I got this new job that takes up all my time and emotional energy. And I threw this meditation together last minute because I know I'm supposed to do it. I'm supposed to meditate. And it's a bit on the podcast now, but I can't, okay? I kind of forgot how to meditate because I've been trying to be a full-time comedian with a full-time day job that also works out five times a week. And you know what? Meditation had to take the motherfucking L, all right? So just get off my ass about it. And I don't know, download a real meditation app, people. Do I look like the Dalai Lama to you? I host a comedy podcast about backup quarterbacks. If you're using this to meditate, you're a moron. Also, nobody's bought a coffee mug from my merch store in like two months. Huh? The podcast is free. You can't help me out a little bit? One of you buy a Death Lives coffee mug before I throw myself under a bus. And a deep breath in. Just breathe. All right, and we're back. It would be nice if some of you could go to the fucking merch store. Okay, I made it. 
There's a bunch of stuff there. <laughs> I know it was like, there'll be a Patreon in October, November of 2021. Oops. Didn't realize. Uh, look, here's the thing. I would love to do the Patreon. But, and you know, I want to give people a real way to support the podcast for, for those that are our fans. And, like, I have cool ideas for a way to incorporate Patreon people in the show. And, obviously, what we're going to do is bonus episodes and all that stuff. But it's like, yeah, I have a 40-hour-a-week job. And then I'm doing comedy at night and writing and doing com- – and then I, I have to do all the social media shit. It's like I'm trying to fit, like, 100 hours of work into one week. And, unfortunately, I have to do the work act- – the actual paid work part. That I don't care about. So, I mean, it's not that I don't care about it. Now I'm worried that my coworkers will say I'm going to get fired. I care about my new job very much. But no, we got to make this comedy thing go. Let's giddy up and go. I swear to God, the tree is going to kill me any minute now. Look, buy some merch. All right, that's the only way to... The, the whole point of this was buy a stupid coffee mug. All right, they're nice mugs. Get yourself a shirt. I thought the hood, the, the hoodie is very comfy. Legit. It's very reasonable, $85. I don't remember what I'm charging for the hoodie. But the hoodie's nice, and it's, you know, we're in the winter months. So let's enjoy that. But before we do anything else, let's talk Tyler Thigpen, born April 14th, 1984. A year older than me. Let's see. He was drafted out of Coastal Carolina in the seventh round of the 2007 draft by the Minnesota Vikings. And I know he never played for the Vikings. He didn't make the team. And the Chiefs took him off waivers. I actually knew that. Randomly, I remembered that. Didn't know he went to Coastal Carolina. And, and by the way, who's not loving college football this year, huh? Lots of upsets. I love that Cincinnati's making a push. Any group of five team in that playoff is going to be awesome. I love that. I'd love Coastal to be in there, too. Hell yeah. Let's get all, let's get all the weird teams. Coastal's got, like, that teal and brown, like, the Chanticleer mascot and they got the weird teal feel they've only been like even on the wikipedia page for tyler thickpen it says that they're still an fcs school they're not they're in fbs they they moved up i love it when like college football teams get good before they're ready to be famous that's always funny like like the, the stadium's still half built their logo is like somebody's dad giving them the finger and they're like wait people are gonna watch games already like oh, i thought we had 10 years <laughs> Like, that totally happened to Coastal Carolina. Like, they're not supposed to be the 15th best team in the country, but they just are. And so now the teal field is like a thing. And, we and you know, we go to highlights from Alabama with, like, 98,000 people strong in their crowd to a Coastal Carolina game where they're beating Southern Miss in front of 5,000 people fingering each other on Myrtle Beach. You're like, how is this... And you know what? Alabama should have to play Coastal Carolina. All right, they don't. You don't. They shouldn't get to bypass them. You know, you got to play. You got to play in a playoff with actual teams. You don't just get to chew. Well, they would win anyway. Can you imagine how it's so fucked up college football. Anyway, let's get back to Tyler Thickpen. All right, I, I got I got distracted three sentences in. Went to Coastal Carolina. He was like one of their first quarterbacks, and he was pretty good. I mean, yeah, his stats are sick at Coastal. Let's see, 53 touchdowns, 25 picks. Threw for 6,500 yards. Yeah, ran for 13 more TDs. He look, he was good in college. And still, with all of that, 
They passed him up for the NFL scouting combine. Wouldn't do it, but he still crushed with his, uh, what do you got, like the pro day? Apparently he went to Clemson, had a pro day, and then he got drafted by the Vikings, seventh round. Didn't make the team. The Vikings fucked up. Should have put him on the team. They're like, ah, we'll put him on waivers, and guess who swept in? The Kansas City Chiefs. Hell yeah. And they put uh, they put Tyler Thigpen on their team. Twenty eight to two thousand eight comes around, and this is I mean, look, Chiefs fans. If you're a Chiefs fan, you've got to remember the Tyler Thigpen era. All right, the dude went one in ten. As it, let's pull up his numbers here. I've got his numbers right here. No, he goes one in ten as a starter. In 11 starts. But his numbers are not that bad. Completes 54% of his passes. 18 touchdowns to 13 picks. Quarterback rating of 74.7. Okay, he was not the problem. And you can tell he wasn't the problem because the next season he's gone or he's not starting and the team goes like 4-12 and 12 instead of 2-12. and 12. Wait, 4-12 and 12 instead of 2-14. and 14. That's what it was. So they got two games better? Come on. How come bringing the backups gets a second season and Tyler Thigpen doesn't? The dude was agile. He could move around in the pocket. He had a strong arm. He was a winner. Not evidenced by his 11 starts, but he if he had gotten more, he would have turned it. Let me go into here. Hang on for a second. I even found the thing in on his Wikipedia page. This is great, great radio. Now, look at this. Thigpen's final statistics for the 2008 season included 21 touchdowns and 12 picks and almost 3,000 all-purpose yards. He led the NFL in rushing yards by a quarterback. He lost 10 of his 11 games he started, six of which were by, were by margins of seven points or less. Okay, what the? how is he not the quarterback the next year? And it's not like they replaced him with somebody good. They didn't. 2009, who was starting? Nobody good. Matt Castle. Are you kidding me? It's like the exact opposite. Matt Castle like went 10-6 and six with a Patriots team that didn't go to the playoffs, and everybody's like, oh, he's great. No, he's not. He's playing on the Patriots. This is such an example of the late-round backup bias. It's like the backup's got to be great right away. He doesn't get the second chance. They're doing it to Jalen Hurts right now in Philly because he's only a second-round pick. Dude, how long did the Eagles suck Carson Wentz's dick? Knock it off. Give the backups a chance. Anyway. No, he played well, man. And, and like he had a comeback, he had a comeback drive against the Raiders in Oakland. That was nice. You know, obviously like the team played like shit, and that's fine. Herm Edwards was towards the end of his run. I think he was fired after the season. And look at this. Read this. Well, you don't read it. I'll read it. You listen. You shut up and listen. Okay, following a 2-14 and season, Thigpen appeared to be the Chiefs' lone quarterback who would remain in their plans for 2009, especially after Damon Hewitt was released. Damon Hewitt. Yeah, I got to do a podcast about him. Dolphin, right? Yeah. Though Thigpen, that that part wasn't written. That was my thought. (laughs) 
Though Thigpen had earned the right to compete for a starting job, the Chiefs were expected to add a high-end quarterback through free agency or the 2009 draft. Despite impressing coaches in Brady Croyle, Brody Croyle and Damon Heward's apps. Oh, my God, Brody Croyle. What a throwback. Uh, Thigpen was not a lock for the starting job. Chiefs tight end Tony Gonzalez voiced his support for Thigpen to retain the position in 2009. Quote, it would be a disgrace if they don't keep Thigpen as a starting quarterback. Quote, unquote. Gonzalez told ESPN, quote again, we've been playing well since he came in. I could see this being a playoff team next year. I could see us turning it around, end quote. Gonzalez was later traded to the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> okay, well, that's what happens when you speak up for the backup. Yeah, gown. No, you know what that is? That's actually a very good example of how, like, an article can frame something where it's not causal, okay? It's not like he said that about Tyler Thigpen, and they were like, get him out of here. <laughs> no, he just got, he happened to get traded later. But, like, in the context of a Wikipedia page about... What's the guy? Oh, Tyler Thigpen. <laughs> it makes it sound like he got fired for defending him. This is, what, this is what the problem is with the media. All right, This is where you get annoyed that you think I've been red-pilled. I haven't been red-pilled, okay? I've been purple-pilled. I don't want anything to do with any of these fucking people, all right? I'm purple-pilled, baby. I will never have career success in Hollywood. <laughs> it ain't coming. All right. I'm telling you, yeah, the Castle, he competes with Castle, but the first depth chart in training camp in 2009 lists Thigpen as the third quarterback behind Brody Croyle. Why? Why? Brody Croyle? Give me a break. They, I'm telling you, they, they, they fucked up with this guy. They should have given him a second season. He could have done something there. That was, It was a mistake. The Jaguars got it, offered a fifth-round draft pick, but Kansas City ultimately declined. Yeah, they messed up. Way to go, Jags. You should have gone up to a fourth round. You should have gotten Thigpen. There's an alternate, there's an alternate universe out there where the Jaguars won six of ten Super Bowls. Brady, there's, there's a world where Brady couldn't get past Thigpen in the championship game. In Jacksonville. And it, it was probably a draft pick. One round up. It's a whole new world. Jaguar, like Tom Coughlin's still the coach. And, you know, they don't have to have like a, a fucking disco in their stadium to make people come. <laughs> people. The only way the Jaguars get fans to their games now is they trick them. They say that the Gators booked a second game on Sunday. <laughs> they, <laughs> they put like Tim Tebow <laughs> in a Gators jersey on a ticket and say, uh, we're running back the, we're running back the SEC championship game from 2006. That's the only way. Jaguars, that team's gone. They're, they're not staying in Jacksonville, right? They're, they're the London Jaguars. I mean, just for the fact of how British people say the word Jaguar, that should be enough to move them to London. Jaguar. Jaguar. I can't do accents. Jaguar. Jaguar. Okay. You know, everybody uh, record you saying Jaguar 30 times into your phone and send it to Eric Hellwood Comedy at Gmail, and I'll play it on the podcast next week. Let's see who does that. You know what's funny? I bet 20 of you will do that, and nobody will still buy a fucking coffee mug on the merch store. No, fuck that. Don't send me a clip of you saying Jaguar 
buy a coffee mug. What are they, eight bucks? I make like 32 cents on it. And right, let's finish up this uh, Tyler Thickman. I really do think he was good. I, you know, I always get to watch highlights of players when I'm doing my 35 seconds of research before I start talking about him. But Thigpen looked good. I remembered him. I remembered him. You know, I was like, had in my head, like, I got to get a Chiefs guy in there. I didn't do a Chiefs guy season one. And I just watched the Chiefs game, uh, the Bills-Chiefs uh, on the, what was that, the Thursday, the Sunday night game? So I was, like, excited also, it was nice at the beginning of the Chiefs game. You guys see Salvi hitting the drum? That was fun. And my wife, who, you know, I, I root for the Royals, long story short. I used to spend some time in Kansas City as a kid. I just started rooting for the Royals a little bit. So my wife knows nothing about sports, but randomly, every time she sees Salvi, she goes, Salvi! And it's it's nice. I'm like, oh, look, she's got one guy she knows. And then she saw him hitting the drum, and she was like, oh, cultural appropriation. I was like, give me a break! Got, we've gotten a fight over whether or not the Chiefs have to become the, you know, Kansas City Warthogs or some stupid shit. <laughs> oh, I am old. Anyway. Thigpen. Let's get to Thigpen. Come on, Eric. Focus up. By the way, I've been diagnosed with ADHD <laughs> by my therapist. Great for you guys, I think. I think it helps the podcast, but doesn't help me uh, sit down and get tasks done all right so anyway he sit, he sits on the he rides the pine for the chiefs in 2009 dolphins he gets traded midseason stays there for 2010 he's with the bills for two years he's with the browns after being out of the league in 2013 last season with the browns riding pine in 2014 he really never got a second chance he had what did he have one start i think he had one start after the 2008 season can that be right Yeah, he had one start in Miami after that. It's just, it's, it's just crap. You can, you can show something. Oh, did I just mute myself? <laughs> uh oh, I'm getting the season one jitters out. No, it's just crap that you can show something. You have your teammates behind you, and then like you just never get that second shot. You know, you get for these backups, they really have to be good right away. Brady, Brady had it right. And he wasn't even that good. It was the defense was so sick in New England. That's what it was. Brady sucked. Brady kind of sucked for the first three years. Can I say it? Huh? He was like the 20th in the league in passing. He wasn't that good. He 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 wasn't bad, but he wasn't Tom Brady. He sucked. The team was good. Bledsoe, I think Bledsoe could have won a Super Bowl with that. I don't know. Now I'm really, I'm, you know, P- Patriots fans are like chopping their cocks off right now in, in anger. I don't know why they would do that when they're mad at me, but. Anyway, that's Tyler Thigpen's career. By the way, when you Google Tyler Thigpen, it's funny. His Wikipedia page, no personal stuff, but Google Tyler Thigpen. First thing that pops up is his DUI photo. Why? Why? Isn't it weird that, like, we have access to that? Like, you can just see anybody on their worst day. It's, it's kind of weird that those get released to the public. I don't know if I like it. You know, and who amongst us hasn't, you know, gotten a little loaded and got behind the wheel of a car, all right? It happens. It's not good. It's not good. I'm not for it. 
I'm not trying to get mad on my tail. It's wrong. But we got to see somebody bleary-eyed for the for the rest of their lives on a Google search. Give me a break. There's no privacy left. Team Thigpen on the removing the DUI photo, and you know, let's we can see some shots of him starting in 2008. Please, doesn't need to be the second photo that pops up. All right. With that, it's time to uh, go to another bit. How about that, huh? We got through the quarterback now. We're like, we're like 38 minutes into the podcast. We're, we're, we're really rocking along here. Here comes the second pre-planned bit. Welcome back to another edition of On This Day in Backup History. Today we're in New York. Not to rename parts of the Bronx so they can be gentrified, but for a backup quarterback. Giants backup quarterback Dick Shiner. What? Hang on. Give me the real copy. That is the copy. Come on. What? Dick Shiner. What am I, an asshole? That's his real name. You know, I didn't hire an assistant for On This Day in Backup History, so I could be made to look like a fool on my own goddamn program. You can just Google it. I don't want to Google Dick Shiner. I've got a crippling addiction to pornography, and the search engine results could spiral me. Just last month, someone told me to Google Seahawks quarterback Rusty Rimjob, and they found me three weeks later locked in a bathroom of an abandoned gas station on Route 66 trying to suck my own dick. I'm eight days clean, and I want to keep it that way. I deserve love. I deserve to be happy. And I want to keep on hosting on this day and back up history. Okay. Here, I Googled it. He's real. By God. He's real. He's real. Dick Shiner is a real name. There was a quarterback named Dick Shiner. Listen, Liz, I apologize for that outburst. You know this is a real struggle for me. One slip and I'll be underneath a freeway overpass giving vagrants a throat sleeve for their genitals for $2 a dude. But that's no excuse to yell. Words hurt. I'm so very sorry. It's okay. The music only has a few seconds left, uh, so finish up the copy. I will. And Liz. Yes? You're not just my assistant. You're my best friend. That's sweet. Great. Giants backup quarterback Dick Shiner was surprised to be put in the game when starting cornerback Wiener McTushtush strained his butthole. Liz, how could you? Da ha 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 ha! Assistant Liz is not to be trifled with. Yell at her, and the sound of egg cracking on your face will echo in the halls of eternity! All right, we went a long way for that bit, but it worked out. Liz Galalis, you can follow her at Liz Galalis, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, I think she's on TikTok. Yeah, no, she's on TikTok. She's making TikTok videos. She made like one TikTok video and like a million people liked it. But then I have another friend who's from China and she made a video about their one baby policy and they kicked her off even though she had a million followers and they were like, that never happened even though it like happened. So, uh, you know, fuck TikTok. (laughs) Anyway, uh, weird way to come out of that pre-planned bit I'm so happy football's back can I tell you can I be vulnerable with you guys for a second 
for real. You know, you came back to the podcast after two months. I owe you something. I'm going to tell you something that I'm I'm a little embarrassed about, honestly. But it's 100% true. I was Sunday night. You know, I watch college football on Saturday. What I do is I, I, I sit with my wife who doesn't like football, and she, like, uh, cross-ditches, and I go, let's go through the games and evaluate the uniforms. And, uh, you know, she just, like, she'll look at, like, University of Pittsburgh and be like, they look like Fisher-Price dolls, and I'll get mad at her. And then that's what we do. Like, we'll just go through all the games, and I'll just watch the game. I just love, I love underdogs. And there's always somebody coming up in college football to upset somebody they shouldn't be playing with. I've got Saturdays, and then now Sundays are filled up with football. Plus, you got Thursday night games. It's just Monday night football. It's like every night there's football, pretty much. Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That's four days out of the week you get football. I just love it. And so, anyway, I'm about to watch the Chiefs and the Bills. And for whatever reason, I know even the Eagles played. I think the Eagles were on Sunday night football earlier this season. It was either Sunday or Monday. I can't remember, but... I've watched Sunday Night Football games. I just haven't watched the the intro, like the Carrie Underwood intro, where she's like, whoa, whoa, waiting all day for Sunday night. Is this going to get kicked off of Spotify? Am I allowed to do this? You know that part where she, like, sings, and she's like, everybody's, like, happy that football's happening? I uh, I was watching it, and I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> like legit teared up at the Sunday night football intro. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, it was, uh, you know, they have all those ads. They're like, football is gay. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad because apparently I'm gay too. I was weeping. Like I was watching the end of Le Miserable <laughs> for the fucking Sunday night football intro. And it wasn't even like the first of the year. It's like, we're like, we're four weeks in. Five weeks in. It's the fifth week. It's just crazy. I don't know. For something about it hit me, you know. Carrie's got a good voice. This lady won America's Got Talent, right? Or no, what's the other one? Masked Asshole. What? What? A, no, she won the, what, the one they sing. Oh, my God. What's the one where they sing? American Idol. American, she won American Idol. It's like she's like an American superstar, you know? And she's dancing. She's in a glittery dress. You know, she's my age and still looking good. You know, I always find that motivating. It was, it was just, I don't know. Sometimes stuff, stuff just hits you. I thought it was great. Legit tears in my eye. And I was like, what? what is happening? My wife was there. She... Liz got a real kick out of it. I love football. I love it. It's just so great. And I know it's bad. I know it's it's evil in a lot of ways. And uh, I don't know. I've just strapped myself to this rocket and I'm, I'm riding it into hell. You know, I know it won't be football in 10 years. <laughs> you know, I know they're trying to make it safe. But yeah, there's just something about, there's something about, people hurting each other that I really, really enjoy. Especially when they're wearing colors uh, like Phil, like like Kelly Green. Putting on those old helmets. I'm telling you what, when they get rid of that helmet rule, that's going to be when the NFL really takes off. That's my, that's my prediction. 
It's also, I should say this too, it's my birthday week this week. I won't say what day. I guess I can. Who gives a shit? Why am I being so coy? I'm not famous. I also could have said the name of my old job before, but I didn't do that. Hey, what's going on? Dinner's ready? Well, I'll be done in like 10 minutes. It's going to be like 15. It's, it's going to, I don't know. It's going to be, I'm at 45 minutes. It'll be done soon. What are we having for dinner? I, I don't know why I'm at. Well, because I don't, I, I, I'm cool when you come in if I'm doing the podcast. Here, you got to hop on mic. Hop on mic. Hop on mic. Let's have this out. You came in during the pod. Yeah, because you encouraged me to come in. No, no, I didn't pod. encourage you. What I said, you I, what I said. So, hey, if you want to come in, hey, you got to yeah. hold the microphone. You don't have to be on the podcast, but you know, if you want to hop on, that's what you said, and you always try to get me to come on. Well, hang on. I wanted you to come on to talk to me. You came in to tell me the dinner was ready, yeah, and then grill me on whether or not I well, was. Well, because you're when you say something's going to be five or ten minutes, it's usually longer. I'm, what I gave you. I'm just wondering if I need to put your food in Tupperware or if you're going to be down in ten minutes. I'll be down in ten minutes. Okay. But here's the point: you're you're, you're misconstruing to my own audience oh what I God. said. I invited you on the podcast. Okay. You were like, no. I was like, all right. Then you came into the room. Because dinner's ready. Because dinner's ready. And you gave me the third degree about going too long on the podcast. I don't think that's what third degree means. Gave me the third degree. Gave me the fourth degree. I don't know. You, you, Isn't like third degree like you're ignoring somebody? No, I don't think so. I think you're going to want me to cut this when you Google it. I don't, I don't care. I did just tell him the story about crying during Sunday Night Football. <laughs> yeah, you... <laughs> There were tears for a long <laughs> period of time. It wasn't just like a little choked up. Like, oh, I, I regret that I even gave you the opportunity to add on. Whatever he told you, it was worse. <laughs> no, I told him. I opened up to him and I told him okay. that it was really. I'm going to go eat. The, you know, Jabron Hamden, I'm, friend I'm, of the show, okay. said that my voice changes when you come on the show. Aww. Isn't that That's nice? So sweet. Yeah. Now you need to know who Jabron Hamden is. That's he gave you. A, he gave you a compliment. Um, I'm gonna go eat the food that I prepared. It was great having you on. Okay. Bye. Bye. My wife doesn't like coming out. Can you close the door, by the way? Look, look. These moments where she comes on the show are not pre whatever by me. She made it sound like I'm like, come on the show. I need. No, I said, come on the show and chat for a little bit. So first show back, it'll be fun. She said no. And then she comes in to say that I take too long recording the podcast. I'm, it ain't right. It ain't right. I was saying it was my birthday on October 14th. And uh, Eagles are playing the Bucks. So this year on my birthday, I'm going to watch the Eagles get creamed. <laughs> I'm going to watch the Eagles get murdered at an Eagles bar. I'm just going to get drunk. I told Liz, you know what I said? This is what I want, you know? Uh, yeah, I've been stressed out with this new job and trying to get the podcast going up and maintaining stand-up and all this stuff I've been complaining about. It's just hard, man. It's just, I'm sleeping, I feel like I'm sleeping like four hours a night, including the weekends, just trying to fit everything in. So I was like, you find a bar, you get us a, a table or a spot where I can watch the game. That's my birthday present. As we go to a game, I get trashed and you drive me home. <laughs> That's that's what I want. I want to be around Eagles fans who can be sad that the Bucks are beating us by 40 points in the third quarter. That's it. And then I'll probably do something with my uh, 
probably do something with my, uh, my maybe get some friends together this weekend and like go to a restaurant or something. I don't know. Army plays Wisconsin. That's a big football game for me. I like the Army football team, as you know. The Wisconsin's in a little, little bit of a down year. That should be a good one to watch. Five o'clock Pacific Standard Time this Saturday. So I'll have fun with that. That's what I'll be up to. Birthday week, and I'm going to celebrate with a little bit of football. Should be good. You know what? I do want to talk to you. I almost had Gus Farad on the podcast, and he ghosted me. But let me get to this final bit. I'll tell you about Gus Farad pulling the rug out from under me. <laughs> and maybe and, and Gus Farad has like a public. He has like a podcast, and he's on Twitter and stuff. So maybe you guys can go like, hey, Gus Farad, come back on Eric's podcast. <laughs> Send the bring of the backups army to go get Gus Farad for me. But let's play our last uh, pre-planned bit, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap the show up. Hi, I'm Alex Gatlin, comedian, podcaster, libertarian, and cannabis enthusiast, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite podcast, Bring in the Backups, hosted by the one and only Eric Helwig. I love this podcast. I can't stop listening to it. I love binging every episode of Bring in the Backups. So if you love podcasts, be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review for Bring in the Backups. Hosted by Eric Helwig. I'm Alex Gatlin, and I approve this message. Thank you, Alex, for uh, reminding everybody to support the show. If you are liking the show, you know what to do. Apple, write a five-star review. YouTube, hit like the video, leave a comment. Uh, anything else, just subscribe where you're listening to. Yeah, you know, support the show. It, it means a lot. Tell your friends. You got any meathead idiot friends <laughs> that like comedy? Or, you know, really smart guys. You know, I think I, I have a combo. I can have some really insightful moments on this podcast, you know? Like that bit where I was homeless and sucking my own dick on Route 66. You know, stuff that really makes you think. Stuff that digs deep. No, I think I, I might still get Gus Fraud on the podcast. I don't know. The trail went cold. It's very close to booking him. I think he got busy. Yeah, he's Gus Fraud. He's got stuff to do. I want to let him know, like, I support him hitting his head against the wall in D.C., okay? Like, I didn't think that was a crazy thing to do. What's crazy is to have that wall with a thin pad made of cement. Like, that's what's crazy. Like, if, has anybody here ever run in a touchdown against a NFC East rival on Monday Night Football? Yeah, you smash your head against the wall. It's supposed to be padded. The man didn't do anything wrong. I watched him on, like, the, the sports machine. Like, there was this show in D.C. with, uh, it was, like, Sonny Jurgensen and some other old crusty idiots. Sonny Jurgensen's, like, calling him an idiot to his face. And I'm like, Gus Farad needs to kick the shit out of Sonny Jurgensen. Who is this guy? This guy sucked. Farad was a seventh-round pick. I'm not just, I'm not just, like, trying to, like, you know, blow smoke up Gus's ass because I want him on my show. I'm saying the truth. He's maybe the most successful seventh round pick in NFL history. You'd be hard pressed to find somebody else. Sure as shit isn't Tyler Thigpen. No offense, Tyler. So yeah, I don't I don't like that whole like and, and Gus has a good sense of humor about it. If you find him on YouTube, he like jokes around a lot. And he like I said, he's not hiding from it. You can't. 
But the dude is like, it's just so dumb. It's just so dumb. It's not, it wasn't that crazy of a thing to do. That dude beat out a first round draft pick. All right. He's a seventh rounder beating out Heath Schuler. Yeah, that's a hero. To me, that's a hero. This whole podcast is about that. The, 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 the breaks they give the first rounder that they've invested to, that they don't give to the guy they drafted after him. I mean, look, the Redskins did that. Oops, sorry. They were the Redskins formerly. They did that with uh, RG3 and Kirk Cousins. Remember Kirk Cousins beating out RG3? That was heroic. That's beating the odds. When the organization is betting against you and you say, F you, I'm taking the job. That's what Farad did. That's what Kirk Cousins did. Those guys belong on a mountain. The backup mountain. Okay, the Mount Rushmore. Maybe he's not on the Mount Rushmore. The Mount Rushmore is obviously Flutie and Foles. But I think he might be ahead of Charlie Batch. I think I put Batch on that mountain before. I think Gus Farad can go ahead. Just carve Gus Farad out of Charlie Batch's face on Mount Rushmore now. Okay, put me in. Hang on, what does Gus Farad have? Let's look, look up his stats here real quick. He's got to have... He's got to have, like, at least 100 touchdowns in his career. I feel like he... He started so yeah. Look at this. Look at it. Look at him. He goes 114 touchdowns to 106 picks. Passed for over 2,100 yards. Quarterback rating of 74.2. He was in the quarterback. He was in the uh, in the NFL from '94 until 2008. How many? Is that 15 seasons? Am I adding that up right? Jesus. This dude had an amazing, it's, he, this dude had an amazing career. Anyway, uh, it, it, by the way, if he doesn't come on the podcast, I'll be shitting on him in three weeks. But for now, <laughs> Gus Farad has been wronged. Nah, man, I love Gus Farad. I'm hoping, look, I, it's just, it was just cool to have his number in my cell phone to be like, is he coming? We'll see. I think I, I think I can, I think I can pull this one back from the brink. I think I can get Gus Farad on here. I want to get. I know I just mentioned him with Liz's interruption. Let's be real. It was an interruption. I think I, I want to get Jabron back on for season two. He was just a, an awesome interview and very insightful and funny, uh, which was great. So, yeah, guys, I don't know. I guess that's the end of the show. I am going gonna, gonna to throw the full Yami song on here in the back because they did make me a, a masterpiece. So when I sign off here, you're going to hear the Yami's full version of the bringing the backups intro uh maybe we'll get the my buddy the lead singer from the yamis on the podcast this season too to talk a little bit about the artistic process of making a bringing the backups intro song jj his name is jj that's my buddy but yeah enjoy uh enjoy the full intro and then after that uh We'll see you for the next episode of Bringing the Backups, which is going to be October 26th. We're having Colby Dant, a very funny comedian. He's the host of the College Football Experience, one of my favorite podcasts. If you have not checked it out, you should right now. If you're a college football fan, you will love the College Football Experience. He's also part uh, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, or Sports Gambling Network. But they've got podcasts and some really cool stuff. So check that out. 
when it comes out <laughs> in two weeks. Uh, give a follow to bring in the backups on Instagram and Twitter. And with that, I'll uh, we'll see you for the next show. Thanks for coming in for season two. We got some more fun stuff coming. Grab your gear and lace it up. Helmets on and cup your nuts. It's that time you know what's up. Here we go. Bring in the backup. Deep late ball gate. What's the world today? I bet you it's probably safe to say you ain't Brady or McGrady. More like a kid throws like a lady. Fourth round pick with your fifth round skills. Step off the field or you're gonna get killed. No more playtime, little baby. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to support us for free, there are many ways to do it. Start by subscribing on whatever platform you're currently listening on. If you're on Apple Podcasts, write a five-star review. And if you're on YouTube, like the video and leave a comment. On erichelwick.com, you can subscribe to the newsletter and click the track button to follow Eric's stand updates and never miss a show when he's in town. To support the podcast financially, visit the merch store via Eric's website. Thanks again for listening. And we'll see you on the next show.